0: Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? Welcome, Marvel fans, to episode 25 of Marvel Cast, a Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast by fans for fans. Each week, we will discuss the latest news regarding the MCU, followed by reviews and discussion of the latest released content in this ever-expanding multiverse. Our audience is a key component to our show, and we will wrap up each week by answering your Marvel-related questions. I'm your host, Steve, and join with me, as always, is my co-host, JG. JG, welcome back. After a week off, how are you doing?
1: Well-rested, I'll say that. Uh, Yeah, it was nice to have a little week break. You know, we've been going very hard for almost, you know, four or... Many, many weeks, many, many weeks. And so uh, just taking a little breather here while we're still in this slower pace was nice. Um, but I'm definitely, I'm excited and glad to come back and uh, talk Marvel with you.
0: Yeah, and if you didn't get a chance, um, also on the 1138 uh, page in the docket, we, JG and I actually got to join up with Brian on Star Wars Canon podcast last week. So even though we took a break off here, we were still busy podcasting and it was great to talk all things Book of Boba Fett and predictions for Obi-Wan. So if you haven't listened to that, go ahead over to 1138 Productions, and please give that a listen. Um, As usual, we're going to break it down a couple news stories tonight, and we're also going to talk about the Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness trailer at the end of the show. So let's jump right into the news. Um, Our first story came from a couple days ago, that Hamilton star Anthony Ramos joins Iron Man's Disney Plus spinoff, Ironheart. There's still not details about which character he's going to be playing, but sites. And sources say that it'll be similar to how Jonathan Majors was introduced as Kang the Conqueror in Loki before having other appearances throughout the MCU. So they're predicting that Ramos could have a larger role and a major role throughout various future projects. Some names that the article on the direct.com suggested, maybe Ezekiel Stane, who we know is going to rumored to be the villain in Ironheart, or maybe even Dr. Doom, who's in character that people are waiting eagerly to see. In the comics, Dr. Doom has some connections to Riri Williams. Um, JG, I know, uh, first of all, do you like Hamilton? Or are you familiar with this actor? What's your background with him?
1: So, yeah, I'm very familiar with Hamilton. I actually, for some reason, I think, when I think of Anthony Ramos, I think more of In the Heights, in the theatrical release for that, um, where he played Usnavi, starred in that, and I am so excited. Uh, this actor is beyond talented um and I know that he is going to really kick butt in whatever they have in store for him.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I love Hamilton. I have not seen Into the Heights yet, which I really can't believe after it's been out on HBO and for a while now. Um, what other actress from Hamilton is also joining in the MCU pretty soon, or huh? is it? Is there another actress from Hamilton
1: that's going into the MCU? It's no. It's a. Uh, it's uh What's her? Renee. She's coming over to Kenobi. Oh, gotcha. Okay, great, great. Okay, so. Disney Plus is definitely
0: bringing in the Hamilton fans for sure.
1: So we'll be curious to see who he plays.
0: Hopefully, again, if Ironheart continues production, hopefully for a 2023 release, hopefully, fingers crossed. All right, more casting news from last week. Russell Crowe has joined the cast of Sony Pictures' Spider-Man spinoff movie, Craven the Hunter. This will make the second role that Russell Crowe has in a Marvel production. He'll be playing Zeus later this year in Marvel's Thor Love and Thunder which debuts on July 8th. So, JG, we've got Russell Crowe. Are you familiar with his work? Are you excited to see him kind of jumping ship from DC where he played um, Superman's dad back in Man of Steel to now playing two characters in the MCU or, I guess, the Marvel Universe? What are your thoughts here?
1: Yeah, so Russell Crowe is a name that I know, and so I know he's a good actor, but for some reason I just can't think of anything that... Okay, so yeah, I, I he's in Boy Erased, he's... I don't I didn't watch any of the Superman movies. I'm going through the IMDb, and there's nothing really else that I'm actually familiar with, which is interesting. But again, he is a name that I am super familiar with. Um, but yeah, going down this list, the only thing that I've seen that he was in was uh, Boy Erased, 2018 film. And I, I'm excited, though. I mean, obviously, he's doing something right if he's going to be in two different films. He's... um. Yeah, he's obviously going to have such a different character um that way he could be he could portray both. Um I don't really also think it's too big of a deal especially since it's one being Sony, one being Marvel. Yes, they're connected, but also at the end of the day they are also separate. Uh but yeah, I'm excited. He's he's obviously I know that a lot of people like him and what he's done. Uh so I am curious to see what he ends up doing.
0: Yeah, he did also win Best Actor back in two thousand one for Gladiator. That was one of his most acclaimed roles with um, mm. Ridley Scott, the director of that one. So um, yeah, I'm curious to see where he goes. I think the rumor going around is he's going to play Craven's father. So it sounds like Craven's family is going to play into this arc. And again, I kind of like what Sony's doing, where almost similar to how DC made the Joker with Joaquin Phoenix, you're allowing these villains to really stretch and grow without the pressure of Spider Man, with the idea that you know probably at some point. We're going to see Spider-Man face off against those Sony villains. But for right now, you know, give Venom two movies, give Morbius a movie, which again is coming up pretty soon, give Craven a movie, and they, they're building up their own team of villains over there. So yeah, I'm excited to see where it goes. And again, I think it'll be interesting to see Russell Crowe play different, again, variants or different characters that we could then make the argument that they're variants. Um, another Sony movie news, Madam Web has tapped officially maybe rumored Dakota Johnson to play the first female superhero star in one of their Sony Pictures universe of Marvel characters movies. In the comics, Madam Web is depicted as an elderly woman with, mm, with, um, that was, sorry, that it has was basically connected to life support system that looks, make her look like she has a spider web. So due to her age and her medical conditions, Madam Web never actively fought any villains for that reason. Sources have kind of stressed it's possible the project could really take that Madam Web idea and really, really alter it. And insiders say that due to her psychic sensory powers, she's basically Sony's version of Doctor Strange. I hear that. I don't know much about Madam Web. I've heard like she's going to be the one that's going to maybe open up the portals to allow some crossover as a rumor. Um, I'm not really familiar with Dakota Johnson. I know she was involved in the Fifty Shades of Grey films. Haven't seen those. Don't know much about her acting skills, but... I mean, if Sony wanted to really tap talent, hopefully they went for, again, talented actress, I'm hoping.
1: Yeah, again, as someone who I'm not super familiar with, looking at her IMDb, I do see that she's the star, pretty sure she's the star lead in the 50 Grades franchise. Um, Definitely not my genre, Uh, but looking also, uh, Social Network, 21 Jump Street, so a few other films here, uh, pretty uh, reputable. And so I think she's gonna, uh, it it sounds like it's a role that's fit for her. It sounds like, I'm just excited, you you know, this sounds like very, solid talent. Um and I love to hear that. And, and it's exciting that whenever we get new uh new talent that we've never seen before. Uh but I think equally just as much as whenever you see some of these uh well-known names and they hop over into the comic book world. Uh I do think um it, oh she did actually she post reposted about this on her Instagram. So I think it's pretty much all but confirmed. So
0: Yeah, I'm curious to see, again, looks like Sony has a plan. I hope that they have taken the time to really plan out where these movies are going to go or at least get kind of a solid structure so that way they can maybe have some version of their own cinematic universe that's connected to the MCU. Um, In other good news, Marvel Studios has received Oscar nominations for Spider-Man, No Way Home, and Shang-Chi, and The Legend of the Ten Rings. So both of those are two of the five films that have been nominated for best visual effects at this year's Academy Awards, which will be on March 27, 2022. The other nominees for this award include Dune, No Time to Die, and Free Guy. Out of those movies, I've seen all of them except Free Guy. JG, have you seen all five of them? I have seen all of them. Because Free Guy is coming to Disney Plus, in I think next week. Yes, so actually, I give me a chance to watch it.
1: I lied. I did not see No Time to Die.
0: I, I really enjoyed that one too.
1: I'm not a James Bond person, but I heard it was good, and I you know I expect it to have some class in the, uh, in the uh, effects. Well, just looking
0: at these five, and again without seeing Free Guy, so maybe I shouldn't speak fully. Um, I have a feeling. Hate to go against Marvel here, but I think Dune has the chance, the best chance at winning and winning multiple awards, probably at this Academy Awards.
1: Yeah, I think it's hard to bet against Dune just because of the scope. Um, I don't see, I don't see it going to no time that I. I haven't seen it though, so maybe it has something wild. Free guy is hard because you 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 look at free guy and dune, and they're very different movies. Um, but what they pull off in that movie is kind of insane in some ways. However, it, it also gives me Ready Player One vibes. So I don't know how well Ready Player One did in those categories. Uh, but. Uh, I, I'm surprised you haven't seen that movie. Uh, that movie is such a dark horse movie. Go watch that movie, Stephen. Um, there will be moments where you will be texting me screaming because yes, it's a love letter to nerds, and that's all. You're talking saying.
0: Free Guy or Ready Player One? Because I've uh, seen Free Guy. One. Free Guy. Okay, gotcha. Gotcha. Free Guy.
1: Yep. Yep. I don't think Marvel is winning this. I, I, I think I, I think it's going to be Dune, and if for some reason it's not Dune, I, I think I, I really do think Free Guy could win it.
0: Yeah, I and I'm okay. You know what? The Marvel movies are fantastic. You feel all the emotions when you go and see them. You're excited. You are heartbroken, and while I have to admit I love Marvel movies, you know, are they on the same playing field as some of the movies that are nominated for Best Picture and other Academy Awards? No, and that's okay. Have I seen more Marvel movies than Academy Award nominees? Yes, because again, for me, that's my escape. I I, maybe I should see more meritorious films. Maybe I should, and I hope to watch more of them as I go, but. there's just not enough time in the year. And some of those, you know, that have been nominated for Best Picture, they didn't come to my local theater. I didn't have a chance to go and see them. So it's one of those things where um, I'm not as familiar with them. But I do, again, I'm, I have to admit, like, I don't really think Marvel um, all the time should be pushed for that big role. Like when Black Panther was nominated, that was huge. Remember? Oh, yeah. And again, that was a cultural movement. And there were people talking like, should Spider-Man No Way Home have been up for Best Picture? I love Spider-Man No Way Home. Do I think it's on the same playing field as the best picture? In my opinion, no. But Ooh. I, I know, was, was
1: going to bring this up because I actually disagree. Okay. I strongly disagree, actually. I think this film should have been nominated. This, I think there's like 10 spots that this um, category has. I think they have to nominate at least five or six. Mm-hmm. And they nominated, I think, like, I don't remember the exact number. We can look it up real quick. But uh, there were spots left so mm-hmm. there is not a reason why this film should not have been for the for the sole fact of what it did for a the box office and b bringing fans together back for this i don't care like at all like if it's if compare this to dune no compared to any of the other ones like licorice pizza and some of the other nominees okay no but <laughs> you look at the cultural impact of what this movie did and the importance of this film and while it's not going to be like your criterion film and you're not going to maybe be studying this in your film in film schools this film is so so important to the film industry and so important that I do think that it should be at the very least at least nominated and considered at the end of the day I could definitely see why people would not vote for it but I think not giving it at least a nomination is a snub and I was very upset whenever I saw that I took that very personally I'm I'm usually one where I'm like okay I'm quite a quiet you know comic book movies you know that those are not your academy pleasers but I just think with how rocky this industry has been and how it is barely stopped the bleeding and barely still alive this movie did better than it ever should have yeah and you know what
0: I feel like the academy maybe tries to listen because they did just announce this week that they're going to put out where fans at home can vote on their favorite movie. And unless we get trolls or bombers that are sending in millions of votes for something else, I think it has a good chance of winning that award. You know, based on throughout the year, I feel like most people are going to say that most recency too, that's the film that they attached to the most last year. I don't know. I could be wrong on that too, but I, all right. I understand what you're saying too. And I, um again, I respect your opinion because I think, yeah it did have a cultural movement i don't think it would have won best picture but again and again i'm not the expert on this i shouldn't even be really sharing because if i haven't seen the other films outside of dune i really don't have a i don't have an opinion on this besides
1: i will just take this opportunity real quick i know we're marvel podcast, but one of the nominees is coda and like everyone go watch this film it is my favorite movie of last year um it stands for children of deaf adults deaf d-e-a-f and it is one of the most heart tu- uh, heartwarming movies uh it has an incredible cast and you can find it on apple tv i believe you could get a free trial um i don't even use apple products but go watch coda please everyone okay back to marvel
0: <laughs> well you know what and i'm glad you said that because you know um you use Letterbox, right yeah okay so like and i think we've shared before some of our lists and stuff like i um I want to be more like you, JG, like, you know, you're, you and I are friends. I want to be more like you. And again, I know we're kind of sidetracking, but just the fact that I know you get the chance to see some more of these meritorious films. And I want to, because again, we both love film and I love more than just the comic book love more than just the popcorn flicks. I do love those. They're my escape from reality, Yeah. but I also love the artistic. And like, I feel like in the past couple of years, I've gotten more into those, but still not the level I want to be. So keep pushing me for that. Cause you do a nice job with those definitely always all righty so moving on then a couple quick few more stories real quick um it looks like marvel studios x-men 97 which is an animated show is coming out mid 2023 so we're a little over a year away and the first season or maybe the mini series whatever it is is going to be 10 episodes long and it'll actually pick up where the original animated series left off so funny story and we'll talk about it a little bit later i think um while I was waiting, JG, I we were kind of playing phone tag to get ready for tonight. I actually pulled up the original X-Men, the pilot episode, just to kind of watch. And I think my goal is, especially before next year, maybe even sooner, as we'll talk about, I want to watch the original five seasons of X-Men. And you know what? That's something we could discuss on here later on when you, we both get a chance to watch some of them. But I did watch a few minutes before we started recording. Have you seen the original? Are you excited for X-Men 97? Um, what's your background on animated X-Men?
1: So I have no background at all on X-Men 97 or really any of the animated Marvel uh, stuff from then. Uh, I actually, maybe whenever we got the announcement, I think I might have pulled it up on Disney Plus and like watched a couple minutes. I didn't really like commit to a full episode or anything. Um, I like the style of the art. It's just that classic nostalgia reminds me of growing up. I mean, obviously being 90s child from 94 and such like it just makes a lot of sense uh and i do think that this is gonna be something we cover being the fact solely for the fact that we are getting a continuation maybe if it was telling a new story or something standalone maybe we wouldn't really have that have that immediate pressure to go watch it um but i think with the fact that this is going to pick up where it left off and there are some other hints that we will talk about where it might be showing up very very soon Uh, Yeah, it might become something I have to binge here in the next month or two, and I do think that it's going to make a great conversation and more than likely. We'll we'll obviously talk about it behind the scenes, but we'll talk about it on the podcast for sure, because I think uh, this X-Men 97 is turning out to be a lot more important than we realized.
0: Yeah, I definitely feel like I'm going to try to binge those five seasons. I mean, they're short 23-minute episodes. They, from what I've seen so far, I remember I watched some as a kid, but now to watch them in order and I feel like I don't think it like has the same overarching order that like maybe like Avatar Last Airbender would have, but it definitely has the f- structure and the flow and seeing some of these comic book adaptations through the show and also seeing versions of some of the characters from the X-Men live action movies like in a different light. I'm looking forward to kind of seeing these variants here and how it plays into it. Um, Ryan Reynolds next story basically has been asked recently about are you in doctor strange 2 there are rumors that you're in it there's a possibility you might be on the poster and he basically in a few short words said i could be lying but i promise you i'm not in the movie well we heard andrew garfield and toby mcguire for months saying they were not in spider-man no way home um jg is ryan reynolds on a non-disclosure agreement what's going on here
1: he is definitely on a non-disclosure agreement. Uh he is in this movie. He is in Deadpool 3. He is in other projects also. Um, I I like how he says, I could be lying, but I'm not. I promise you, I'm telling the truth. Okay, Deadpool. Like, that is such a Deadpool thing to say, of all, like, to start off with, I could be lying. But, uh, I am so excited for the return of Deadpool. Like, uh, Deadpool is a character that I love so much that I probably shouldn't love. And there's no reason that I have for loving that character so much as as I do. Um, but man, I am so freaking excited for the return of Deadpool. So excited.
0: Yeah, I mean, the first two Deadpool movies are so much fun, and he's so, like, again, for breaking the fourth wall, talking to the audience. Like, you just know that when he eventually makes his way into the MCU, hopefully in three months, he's going to be the person that's going to be making callbacks to the X-Men universe that he had the ties to. I can't wait to see it either. I mean, I really feel like, and maybe I'm getting more hyped up than I should, I feel like Doctor Strange into the Multiverse of Madness, um is going to make spider-man no way home look like the like the commercial it's going to be like i hate to say it that movie was huge and you brought in some returning characters at least three you know the two spider-man you brought in daredevil i have a feeling we are going to get so many cameos and even if it's just for like literally a 20 second scene it is going to make you and i go back even if we haven't seen it before may 25th or whatever We're going to have to go after the movie and just watch all of whatever shows up here, no matter what it is. If it's a TV show, if it's a movie, because you and I want to be those completionists that get it all. And I feel like there's going to be so much. And I mean, we already got one tease. My question for you is, do you think in the marketing between now and May, how many surprises are going to leak or how many surprises are going to leak on purpose? versus how many are going to still be shocked to see in the theater
1: it's hard to say because i I just look back at like whenever we were in the lead-up to spider-man no way home and we were talking about like the possibilities of doctor strange and what it could be we were all like they're 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 they're, this could top spider-man but i don't know now we're at the point where like it's gonna top it like it's just a matter of how i i feel future marketing i think we're actually gonna get We'll obviously talk about it more uh, down the road, but I think we're going to get a full reveal of the first cameo, um, first surprise character. I think that makes sense, because you've already have now revealed the voice of said such character, so I think now you show the face. Like, that makes sense. Um, I don't think they're going to show much more. Um, I think they're going to want to hold that tight to their vest, because uh, if you really think about it, they didn't show... Uh, Toby or Andrew at all they didn't even hint at them at all Um, I feel like though for this film that this character is such a pivotal role to this movie that you can't not have at least introduced it in the trailer um, to set people's minds and set people's expectations uh, because as much as Andrew and Peter were a part of that that was still very much Tom's movie and like, yeah, <laughs> it was very much Tom. So, but I think that this character is going to be pivotal for yeah. this movie.
0: Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I think I read somewhere that at the end of No Way Home, when Sandman and Lizard turned back into their human forms, that those actors were not on set, but they used stock footage from their original films. Is that true? I heard that as understand? well. Okay, so that being said, I think that was a test run because I feel like with this movie, if you want to have dozens of cameos, you do not need dozens of actors. You have footage that you already own, if you're Marvel, that you can bring from Fantastic Four, from X-Men, from Punisher, um, Daredevil and Electra movie. Like, yeah, I think we're going to get some more recent appearances of some characters. But if you want to go insane all out, then you go all insane all out. Like you throw in a scene of Howard the Duck from 1989. You do whatever you want because it is all connected. Like, you I can't. Just, oh. It's going to be incredible. Like, we're going to get animated stuff. We're going to get live action stuff. We're going to get. And I really feel like it's still going to be Doctor Strange's movie. And it's going to be Wanda as a, one of the main supporting leads. But I really – and I don't, want, I don't want all the cameos to take away from – this is Stephen Strange movie, and it should be because we haven't had a Doctor Strange movie since 2016, yeah. and we've had him appear multiple times since then in Thor Ragnarok, in Infinity War, in Endgame, in No Way Home. Like He's almost appeared almost every year, but this is his chance to really go back into his side of the universe that we haven't seen in years, and I'm so excited to go back there. And it's going to be scary, it's going to be fun, and we'll talk about it. I'm getting ahead of myself. Can we do one more story before we get to Doctor Strange? Yes. I should have rearranged this. Anyhow, um, my last news story that was kind of interesting, and I sent it to you, JG, earlier this week, is the fact that in just a few short weeks, get your binging in because Netflix is going to be losing seven Marvel shows at the beginning of March. Those seven shows include Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, The Defenders, Punisher, and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So, out of these shows here, I mean, we already know, again, spoilers, of course, that Matt Murdock, Daredevil, has Charlie Cox has already made his way into No Way Home and likely She-Hulk. We know that Kingpin from Daredevil has already made his way into Hawkeye. And it's probably only a matter of time until we start seeing these other characters appear now that Marvel Studios has the rights to them back. So... These were shows that were co-financed, with the exception of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., by Netflix and Marvel, years ago. Now that Netflix has run out of their rights for these, again, popular shows that they had for a very long time, where do you expect them to go? Is this a sign that, do you see them more on Hulu, Disney+, Plus? I really think Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is going to make the way to Disney+, Plus, but the rest I'm not so sure about. Um, and does, what does this say for the future of these characters?
1: JG, sorry, go ahead. They're going to be on Disney+. Plus. Uh, I think you're going to want to consolidate all of your properties as much as possible onto one platform. Uh, I don't really think Hulu and Disney are competing, uh, Disney+, Plus is competing against each other. Uh, but I think it just, for simplification, you want it all there. And I know people, especially parents, might be like, Oh my goodness, there's R-rated or very hard PG-13 rated content on there. Disney will add in an adult section very shortly here, probably in the next year or two. Um, that's just a matter of time. Um, eventually, Hulu's going to get, in my opinion, Hulu's going to get shut down. Um, once NBC sells their rights uh, to uh, their, their percentage that they own, which is like 33%, once they sell it back to Disney, there's no reason for Disney to have Hulu. Like, there's none. Because with them testing the capabilities of of live streaming and such well now you can add that live tv option of abc and whatever that you own so yeah it'll be on disney plus i feel and plus if it's going to be as part of important to the mcu you're going to want it all in one place because if you think about it there's still some things that are being made on hulu that have the Marvel name attached to it but aren't MCU or Marvel Studios per se so I think that could really trip some people up and so if you want people to take it serious you have to keep it on Disney plus
0: yeah I mean the Netflix shows that we just mentioned were they a little bit more graphic a little bit more violent than Hawkeye than Falcon and soldier yes were they completely graphic violent full of sex no I think that those shows could fit into the Disney Plus banner. Like, I like I was looking, when I was looking for that X-Men show right before we talked tonight, like, you have to scroll down if you want to get to the Legend stuff. Because, I mean, Marvel page is huge, first of all, compared to even the Star Wars page and any other page that I think on Disney Plus. But they have their Legend movies way down because you got to get through all the MCU stuff first, which makes sense. They want to promote their stuff. But if you're looking for another non-MCU film or TV show, you got to keep working your way down that list. So I think you could put it down there far enough that little Timmy isn't going to go and find it very easily, I don't think, <laughs> whoever little Timmy is. Well, we'll, um,
1: be, we'll be reading about that on Facebook pretty soon.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't wait. So shall we get into our main topic for tonight?
1: Yes. I will just also just slightly put in a nod that the Hawkeye and the Eternals Assembled is now available. Um unlikely of me i have not watched them yet but i plan on doing it this weekend i usually watch them actually the day they come out but eternals came out this week hawkeye came out last week uh but definitely check those out because those are those are incredible
0: (laughs) yeah i'm behind on those too. and again i really think you know marvel especially but i think star wars is working that way their side of disney plus is knocking it out of the park like you're getting regular content and i think star wars will get to that point but um I know Marvel's really just had a great year and they. I think we haven't even touched what they have coming up because that's still a month and a half away. Or I guess, no, yeah, about a month away. All righty. Our main topic for tonight. This past Sunday, we had Super Bowl Sunday. We had some new trailers. And the big one we want to talk about on here is that Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. We've already hinted at a few things. And JG, I think you said... You had a story you had to tell me about how oh. you watched this, and I didn't hear it yet. So go ahead and share it with us, if you don't mind.
1: <laughs> yeah, so that was actually funny because we were uh, obviously having a Super Bowl party. Uh, football is pretty big here in Pittsburgh, even if you're not, watch- even if your team's not in it. Uh, so we had a Super Bowl party with some friends uh, who we watch all the Marvel, and Star Wars stuff together, and we were calling a friend who was running late, and. We weren't even. I wasn't even looking at the TV, and my friend just grabs me, and he starts pointing. And mind you, we're on the phone with our friend, and on on the TV, what they did because Marvel's. But this has pretty now become a formula for Marvel. This is actually what I expected. Um, I didn't expect Doctor Strange though. Um, uh, but they show a thirty second teaser because gosh, Super Bowl commercials are so expensive. But they show a thirty second teaser, and they're like, "Hey, full trailer online." So this thirty second teaser is happening. We're on the phone with my friend, and he's like grabbing me. I'm like grabbing him. We're like, "What is happening? We can't." Can't, like start screaming because we're on the phone with someone we're holding all of our screams we're seeing like zombie wanda zombie strange like what is ha- like we were just losing our minds but the whole time we could not actually verbally express anything at all because we were on a front and we're like what what did we just watch and like literally you just messaged me and you were like you were screaming and i was like i want to be screaming but i can't be screaming and i was like what
0: yeah my experience was a little bit different because Um, And the game started officially, I think, at 6.30, right? Mm -hmm. And so they were having the pregame. That's when the Doctor Strange was before the game even started. So, and to be honest, I didn't flip the channel until closer to 6.30. But what had happened was I was on the phone with someone else and scrolling through Facebook and saw the trailer. And I said, I got to go. So I ran out to the living room, didn't even put on the game because I knew I already missed it at this point. And I put it up on YouTube, up on the big screen. And I watched it, the full trailer. So not the 30-second one. I watched the full Mm. one. And that's what I posted on Facebook and then messaged you because I was just like, I missed it live, the 30 second clip, Mm -hmm. but I needed to see the full trailer. And then, oh, I screamed halfway through. We're going to talk about why. And it was just like, I've watched it so many times since then. And like, I mean, not to, I don't want to go against the other side of the other team, but like DC put out a big trailer last week that had, they have got four movies coming out this year. Well, Dr. Strange's trailer like has so many more views than the DC trailer had four trailers in it. Like People have already expressed like they are excited for this film just through how they're watching
1: this. So quick question, because like eventually then we watched then during the halftime show, we watched the trailer, um, which I actually we re- recorded it on a on a portable camera. So I have to see if I could actually get that up, which would be really cool. But uh, we watched the full trailer. Did you watch the shortened version? And
0: Yeah, but I know. Okay. There's should, one or two clips that are not. In
1: yeah, it. you should. I've off. seen the
0: pictures, but I haven't okay. watched it
1: for a second. Yeah, because it's different. <laughs> they add more yeah. stuff. I was actually shook. I was like, "Wait a second! There's stuff in here that we didn't see." So then we had to re. My friend who was late, we had to go back at the end of the Super Bowl, rewind to get to it, so that he could see it. Because we we're like, "Dude, you you missed stuff." <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. Yeah,
0: I need to go back and watch that because I've, I've watched the trailer many times, but not the 30 second clip. Because I do know there's like one or two different shots or a couple of different shots. Um, okay, so if you want to take a look at that article I did send you to from the direct, it kind of breaks down some of the big moments I think we should talk about too. And this kind of goes chronologically through it. So let's just kind of walk our way through. I um, mean, It really kind of starts off with Stephen Strange talking about these nightmares he's been having. I mean, that keyword nightmare. And I think the original plan when Scott Derrickson was originally the director was to have Nightmare as the villain. I don't know how much of that is going to stay with this version of the story. It had that kind of stairway to nowhere. Um, Let's just kind of start at the beginning there. He's talking about his dreams, his nightmares he's having. He keeps waking up. I mean, is this some PTSD to what happened with Spider-Man No Way Home, or is it something unrelated?
1: I think it's definitely a mixture of both. I think he's, like, starting to, like, you know take in what's happened with all of that because that is a lot and that did shake things up drastically probably more than he realized and he's starting to find out that it is and i think there's actually more going on and i think it's going to be revealed through the other characters and that his actions have caused ripples through the multiverse and on top of other people's actions as well i do think it is interesting that nightmare the nightmare realm got dropped obviously i think nightmare was a plan for, originally i'm not sure how that coming in but to also uh, keep in mind uh nightmare the in loki whenever i think it's like in the first 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 episode uh when loki first gets there he's talking to mobius and he's like uh, oh that'd be a nightmare and he's like oh no that's a different division so they've definitely have planted seeds there for nightmare realm nightmare the villain definitely possibility
0: yeah i mean um, you know marvel's trailers always do the best job at misdirection like they really set it up to make it look like an evil variant of Doctor Strange or Wanda are going to be our villains. But we also, as we're going to talk about soon, we know we're getting some version of the Illuminati. Could the Illuminati be the ultimate villains? Could it be all these our red herrings where all the different Strange and Wanda variants are going to have to work together to put their power together to stop the Illuminati who doesn't want things to get out of control across the multiverse i mean is that a possibility or do you think we're going to probably get something else or a strange wanda variant team up what's your villain for this movie what would you make it
1: it's so hard (laughs) it's so hard because we have so many factors in play because there was that first poster that was shown and i think it had three faces of strange and two faces of wanda i think that's very important because i think there's going to be one variant of wanda and two variants of strange I don't think that was- I think that was very intentional. Uh, so... (laughs) How does that all play into all of this? Because I actually don't even think that those are necessarily the villains, even if they are the evil characters, per se. Uh, I think there's something bigger in play that we just don't know about, whether... I don't want to say the big guy's name but the one that everyone's been talking about since One Um, that's a possibility. I just think that there's something bigger. It could be something as simple as the evil, strange, and all that, from even like What If? or just another dimension. I don't think the Illuminati is the bad guys here. I think the Illuminati are kind of the good police, kind of like how the time variants were the bad police. I think these guys are the good guys. I don't think they got a bright future, though, from what we saw in the trailer, but... We could talk about that later.
0: Yeah, and I just don't think we bring in... I mean, you bring in this awesome team of multidimensional characters. Um, I don't know. I, mean, I have a hard time believing you're going to wipe all of them out, but we'll get to that, yeah. Um. Uh, you know, we're basically kind of jumping around to different moments from the trailer that stood out to me, too. We see, you know, what looks like this ominous black cloud coming to... Is it Comatage? Is that where they were training at in the first movie? So yes. it's like... And we're seeing lot many more of the different sorcerers, including one kind of has a cool look that kind of stood out, the green minotaur called Rintra. I'm um, not familiar with him from the comic, but kind of, again, he stands out of a crowd for sure. He's someone I'm hoping is going to
1: have a bigger role because I want to know more about him just from just- seeing him there. I'm just excited. It kind of gives me the Star Wars vibe because Star Wars, one thing that Star Wars does so well is that there are so many different races and so many different characters and creatures, and even though they have so many years of legacy aliens and, and species, they continue to add more. And so uh, seeing something like this, you know, obviously it's, I think it's a little bit more grounded. I mean, sure, grounded, as as grounded as you can get with a bowl. but um, I, I'm excited to see
0: yeah me too something
1: different and you know
0: speaking of different you know we see there's these quick shots of like strange and i think it's america chavez kind of going through different portals different locations and the one that again i missed on the first view and i missed on the second view but all these breakdowns i've been talking about now it's really clear when you watch it there is like in the background shattering glass it looks like from what if but you do see an animated dimension like there's so much potential here. And again, I don't know how much is that a quick shot. We, that's all we see of it. Or could you imagine Strange and America Chavez falling in and then showing up like Looney Tunes being animated or hopefully more like the what-if style? But like, I mean, do you expect our characters to change appearances as they go into some of these different dimensions?
1: It's a multiverse of madness. So yes, I think this movie is going to get mad. It's going to get wild. I think, I think any expectations that we could have for this film... Because when I came to Spider-Man, like, we, we, we knew pretty sure that the Spider-Men were going to show up. And uh, in this film, all bets are off.
0: Yeah, and another thing that stood out to me too was when you go back and watch some of the older trailers for the Marvel films, they don't typically throw out nice and big bold letters of who the director is. Um, like even for Spider-Man No Way Home, you're not going to waste a moment of the trailer saying John Watts, even though he did all three of the movies. But... For Eternals, we saw Chloe Zhao because she had just won Best Director last year. And for this one, Nice and Big, directed by Sam Raimi. And I feel like, I could be wrong, but Sam Raimi, who already has that name recognition, he made the original Spider-Man trilogy. He made the Evil Dead movies. Like, I feel like by putting his name up there, you're going to get maybe some of his fans that maybe haven't been to a superhero movie since Spider-Man 3 who might be interested in coming to see Sam Raimi's work. And by the trailer showing some dark images, some kind of scary moments, I feel like, I feel like that's a smart decision to do because you want to get as many people in to see this as you can and bring in some new fans too, right? Oh, definitely. Um, let's get to the big moment of the trailer that made me shout out loud, and hopefully you did too, was when we first see Marvel's version probably of Illuminati. There are, it looks like, Mm, five or six chairs and i think in the comics there's six members of the illuminati and again you can be open to interpretation with the mcu but when we get to hear the voice of patrick stewart and i knew it immediately like um my wife looked over me said whose voice was that and i mean as a star trek fan as an x-men fan patrick stewart is someone i would recognize his voice anywhere and it was very crystal clear we're getting professor x um that was like I was shocked that you would put that in the trailer, and I'm so glad. I mean, you didn't see him, like you said earlier today, but just hearing his voice was just gave me so such excitement. That's one cameo out of probably dozens. But JG, like, did you have the same reaction? Like, are you as attached to the X Men films and Logan and Professor Xavier's character arc there?
1: Yeah. So I, I I'll be honest. It was like a I was very confused because I was like, "There's no way this is it." There's no way. And I remember I literally replayed it like 10 times. And I'm like, that's Patrick Stewart. My friends were like, no, you're JG. You're, that's that's a stretch. Like, come on, you're pulling our leg. And I was like, no. To the point where and I give Marvel credit on this one. They they know us. They know us clue finders. I turned the captions on. And you know what does Marvel Studios do? Mystery voice. Go away. <laughs> Go Is that away. What it says?
0: At the end of Eternals, post-credit
1: for Blade, is that what it says? Mystery Voice 2?
0: I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't think they
1: said Blade there, I don't think. I don't think so either. I was like, come on!
0: (laughs) It's just like, did you watch most of the X-Men movies? Like, did you see Logan, for instance?
1: I did not see... Logan's, I think, the only one... Logan and, like, the newer X-Men movies are the ones I've not seen, but I've seen, like, the original.
0: Okay, see, Logan is definitely one... And again, I haven't seen it in years, but from my memory of it, going back to our discussion earlier, is a comic book movie that I would recommend and put on that 10 Oscar nom nomination ballot because it is so powerful. Like to bring, I mean, Hugh Jackman and Patrick Stewart, especially the two of them, they give Oscar worthy performances for they knew this really with this was when Fox was still in control and of everything. They really thought this was our last chance to portray these characters that we've been playing for 17, 18 years. Let's give it all we got. And I think, again, I keep going back to this idea with Loki. Loki was so smart. And again, we're almost a year before Multiverse of Madness at this point. But Loki was so smart by showing that you can have a 100 different variants of Lokis. Most of them do not look like Tom Hiddleston, but you always have some that do. And that's why it's so smart that they did that, because now you can have a variant of Patrick Stewart who from the X-Men movies, who is not the same character, but he, he is the same character, just a variant, a different version of him. And I know I was getting excited before we started recording because I've seen some rumors going around this week and even some leaked um, concept art that showed the um, Doctor Strange meeting up with, with the Ultron bots, bringing him to in front of Charles Xavier. And Charles Xavier is in a very futuristic, longer, golden, yellow... Um, wheelchair that kind of floats very similar, almost identical to the animated X Men. Where again, that's not typically how Charles Xavier is shown in the comics, but that's how he always is depicted in this animated TV show from the 1990s. So, again, going back to what we talked about earlier, part of the reason I want to binge watch those five seasons is because, and I hope we get clarification, I would at this point maybe bet some money that Charles Xavier we're going to see in this movie is a continuation of that animated X Men. I feel like Marvel knows, hey, Fans loved that show in the 90s. It's like a classic for you know that generation that are now going out to see our movies. Let's give them a live-action version of some of these characters. I would not be shocked at all to see Hugh Jackman playing the Wolverine from that show to play a variant or bring in the other actors that played Cyclops, Storm, Jean Grey. And you're bringing them now into play older versions of those animated characters. And I mean... It kind of adds proof of why Marvel Studios, not just Marvel, but Marvel Studios, is producing an X Men 1997 st- the continuation that's coming out next year. I'm going on a long tangent, so JG take over because am I crazy or am I not crazy?
1: Nope, oh, I echo what you say. I think it's gonna be very interesting. Uh, I. I think it's a bit curious to see who they end up putting on the Illuminati team, because obviously it's going to be different from the comics. Uh, Looking at some of the figures there, there's someone that kind of looks like it could be a Black Panther suit. So that adds some question, like, what on earth we got there? Who got playing that, Uh, if that's the case? Because in the comics, apparently, Black Panther was going to be on it, but then he rejected it. So, you know, a little different story going on here, if that's the case. We also do see the Ultron bots. I think that could be pointed to what a, pe- a lot of people are saying is, uh, oh, there's a specific name for it. Uh, I think it's Superior Iron Man. And we could maybe keep, keep getting that Tom Cruise variant that, <laughs> that people have been wanting in that whole what-if situation. So, um, and I think there's a shot in the rest of the trailer. I forget if it's in the 30 second or the full, uh, but in one of them, um, it does appear that there is a character that is flying, that f- that resembles what that superior Iron Man would fly look like, and also has facial features, uh, facial hair that resembles it. So I do think we do have superior Iron Man, we have some variant of Black Panther, I think the other ones are a little trickier. We might also have that variant of uh, Captain Marvel, but this time it's actually Monica this time, so I think that will be interesting to see as well. Uh, uh, regardless... I have been saying that the Illuminati is coming in for a long time now, for a very long time now, Uh, probably around Loki is probably when I started saying that. So to see it come true is like a nice little, like, hey, I told you so for those who told me that I was not that was crazy. But here we are.
0: But you said earlier today, you're worried you're bringing in the Illuminati, this amazing, like, again, this team that prepares for level threats from the Avengers. Like, they're getting ready. If Wanda goes crazy and wipes them out do you then end the movie with doctor strange setting up the next version of the illuminati from pulling different characters from other multiverse universes like do you wipe out charles xavier do you wipe out um superior iron man like mm, that way again you don't have to get tom cruise on contract if he just comes in for one movie right
1: yep yeah, i think that's interesting I, I i do think that there is a lot i think a lot of people should be concerned i don't think you should get attached to these characters not even Professor X. Um, again, it's really hard to remember which is which. But in one of the trailers, uh, Wanda or uh, one of the Wandas, because again, we don't know really which one was which. I hope they make it very clear though when we're watching this movie. Give one of them a scar or something or a different T-shirt. Like, please make it easy on us. Uh, but Wanda has is covered in blood. Um, I think also there's like black on her as well at some point. But I think for the most part, like she is like covered in blood and it looks like it's in that same setting as the illuminati headquarters if we are to presume that's what that is uh so we know that wanda is very powerful and maybe one of the most powerful beings so i if you're a lover of these illuminati characters i'd be concerned i think it could actually you know maybe that's a uh i don't know where i don't know where the 97 ends but man wouldn't that be a way to you continue the 97 story into the, whatever the, the next season of the show is going to be, but it also picks up with the death of Professor X. The stakes could not be any higher. Yeah, it would be really powerful, kind of like because I'm. Here's what I'm curious about.
0: So the original show, doing my little research right now, was aired between 1992 and 1996, 97. So it was just called X Men. Now, when Marvel Studios comes back next year, it's called X Men 97. Basically, it's a continuation show but it literally is going to pick up after that so potentially i'm curious if charles xavier dies in this does this i mean could it jump ahead sure or does it pick up right there and like build up to the xavier joining the illuminati and making finding out about the other like if it's a marvel studios production i would not be surprised if it then could cross over with what if it could cross over and then allow the watcher to make that connection like that would give charles xavier 20-30 years to get his team together if he's the leader at this point something to think about it could give the backstory
1: not only that but also again I'm not super familiar with 97 or X-Men I should say Um, but apparently there's time travel involved too so like maybe Xavier's coming in at a later point um, in the the X-Men slash 97 timeline so maybe all of everything that's happening in 97 is before everything that happens um before Multiverse of Madness and whenever in 97 and whatever the rest of the show whenever it ends it ends with them going into Multiverse of Madness
0: yeah that could be cool too because I mean when you think about it with this multiverse who's to say even though the MCU is in like 2023 2024 right now that X-Men 97 could be happening parallel because it's I mean the time the years they don't have to match up perfectly you know they could be in the 90s for all we know so yeah I mean That was the moment that I really just kept rewinding, listening to Patrick Stewart, trying to make out anyone else sitting up there. It looked like there were still some empty seats. So hopefully maybe they're out on a mission, but I want to see all six of those seats filled up. And I, again, if you're correct, which I think you're a good betting man that you are, if the Illuminati of this version gets wiped out, I would love the movie to wrap up, even if it's a post credit scene with Doctor Strange pulling in, other characters from different universes and other movies and TV shows and making that. I know there was a rumor I sent you yesterday that Anson Mount, who played Black Bolt in Inhumans, which again was not the best TV show. It was a spin-off kind of uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It only lasted for eight episodes. I will admit I went to IMAX to watch the first two episodes in theaters because that was a promotion that IMAX was doing because it was filmed at IMAX. And it definitely did not feel like a Marvel Studios production. So, I'm hoping this is a chance if Anson Mount comes back like some of the other characters from Marvel television, he gets a chance to better redeem himself, too, and really get to play a more superior version of Black Bolt in the Inhumans. What else stood out to you about the trailer?
1: It really stood out to me how prevalent like, Wanda was in this uh trailer and how like her story it really feels as much as it is a doctor strange movie it feels like it should almost be doctor strange and wanda in the multiverse madness because i feel like a driving force of what's gonna happen and while we're obviously we're gonna be dealing with the ramifications of no way home i think we're gonna be really dealing with how this mother is going to literally break multiverses universes and probably open up the gates of hell to get her kids back And what on earth is that going to result in? And I think that's a huge driving force of this movie. As much as it is strange dealing with ramifications of screwing with the multiverse, Wanda ain't helping. And so a a big conflict could really end up being like Wanda is going to the absolute brink obviously strange has made mistakes too but maybe strange is kind of now trying to correct it but wanda keeps pushing the envelope and keeps pushing it um i do think by the end of this film though that her twins will be saved um and that they will have a post credit scene meeting some of the young avengers
0: same actors are they going to age them up or are they variants or are they the same i mean they're not the same kids that she had
1: i think or are they I think we're going to, when in the, during the movie, obviously this is so early um, mm-hmm. for predictions, but why not? Um, I think that by the end of the movie, they'll be saved, and we're going to see them the way that we saw them in uh, WandaVision, because that's going to give us that cue, like, okay, that's dumb. Um, same actors and everything, be very intentional. You know, maybe they've grown a little bit, because they obviously they're kids, like we've literally talked about that in Lost, but um, I think that, you're going to need them to be older because of the story that they're going to tell with the young avengers and the storylines that they can tell because some of them you just can't do with younger kids you would have to adapt it a lot and it could kind of take away from some of the story elements um because there's specific storylines that i want with wiccan that can't happen if he's a kid uh, um so i think in the post-credit scene we're going to see something similar to one division where they age up and we're gonna see the new actors that are gonna be portraying them and that's gonna be the big reveal like oh what and they're gonna meet like maybe they're gonna meet uh they're not gonna meet miss marvel yet but uh i uh, one of the ones that's been established already kate bishop perhaps sure that sounds fun okay I and mean, it sounds a little out there though because kate's not really in the uh-huh. in the avengers world uh-huh. or anything like that but she'll she'll meet someone they'll meet yeah. someone
0: and set up That would be interesting. I'd like to see something like that. Um, I'm trying to think what else stood out to me. I mean, we're going to see Baron Mordo, who we haven't seen in a very long time. I'm excited to kind of see where his journey, because he went on a very dark path at the end of Doctor Strange. Um, and I'm a little bit worried about Wong just because I think Wong has had such a large role in Phase 4, kind of feeling like Agent Coulson in the first phase. Um, it does make me wonder. I mean, I don't feel like every single person is going to make it out of this movie. And Wong would be tragic to lose. Um, Probably more tragic than Christina because we barely know her besides one movie and one what if episode. But, and we've already watched her die a million times there. So I think Wong would be, have a similar impact to Aunt May from Spider-Man No Way Home if he were to die in this movie, right?
1: Yeah, I could see that. Oh my gosh, people would be so, I, I, I think he has, and I could be wrong, Marvel is wild, I think he has some plot armor at the moment because of the mission um, with Shang-Chi and Katie. So I I don't think he's going anywhere yet. But I think his his clock is ticking.
0: Do you think Stephen Strange will be the Sorcerer Supreme by the end of the movie again? Or is he going to be
1: content with his position and he'll be on other missions without being Sorcerer Supreme? He's going to have a new title. I I don't I have no clue what it's going to be. Maybe it's going to be heading the Illuminati, the mm-hmm. new Illuminati. Um, or maybe it's going to be putting together a new Avengers. He's not going to be the Supreme.
0: Yeah, I agree with you there. I think that makes sense. We've already seen him be the Sorcerer Supreme. We don't need a whole trilogy of that. I'd rather see hopefully something set up for a third Doctor Strange in a couple years where he's on a different kind of path. Absolutely. Um, we saw some zombie variants, it looks like. Yes. So again curious how much of what if is going to tie in with this versus is it just again a different version of these characters? I'm curious um cuz I think you know zombies are popular. I think that's smart to put in zombie characters. Um I don't think Marvel is going to do a full movie about zombies, but this is the place to do it if you're doing a horror movie for sure. We are getting a Disney Plus animated show. That's true. I forgot about that. We've so much coming out! Oh my gosh, they've got what, thirty <laughs> product productions and yes. oh my gosh.
1: So that I mean that could lead the whatever if those are properly what if zombies that could lead the what if zombies into that. And don't forget, um, whenever I think it was, in the the actual special on Disney Plus when they did the whole like, hey, this mm-hmm. is what we have coming up. When they did the logo for, um, zombies, they had specifically, uh, the Scarlet Witch zombie. So, oh, yeah, that could be very intentional. Now we'll be thinking about it. I am wondering, you
0: know, I mean, this month or these three months off between Hawkeye and Moon Knight, this is going to be probably our longest stretch, I would say, without content for the foreseeable future, right? I feel like they've just got so yeah. much that's going to keep moving. I don't even think next next year at this time, we're, we'll have, probably have something in February at least, because I just feel like going three months without content is just the longest gap we're going to get for a while because they've got so much content coming out
1: yep they, they want constant stream they want it that there's always constantly something coming out from their tentpole from lucas from from marvel and so you're going to get to that point where maybe at most a week or two uh break but you're you're going to see constant content
0: yeah i think that again they're doing they, a really
1: good job and they don't they don't want you to hit that unsubscribe button because you know during these three months that's you know, obviously, you're going to get the people who are listening to this podcast. The people like you and me, we're we're probably never going to hit that unsubscribe button unless something, God forbid, happens. So, like Disney has us, <laughs> Disney has mm-hmm. our wallets for life, probably. So, mm-hmm. but but some average consumers who are out there, they're going to hit that unsubscribe button when there's not a Marvel or Star Wars show, and Disney doesn't want that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you. I feel like I feel like there's a big overlap, of course, between Marvel and Star Wars. You and I are the prime examples of that. And I feel like, like you said, they want to keep you subscribed as much as they can. They want to get more subscribers. So they want to put out the big content like the Obi-Wan Kenobi. Like this, again, Moon Knight is going to be huge from what, again, initial buzz. And like, I don't know, we didn't talk about it today on the show, but um, Oscar Isaac kind of described it as, you know, the first major character study of for a character since 2008's Iron Man. Like, and I mean, when you think about it, Iron Man was one of the last times that, Robert Downey Jr. got to really play. Tony Stark really got to get into his mind. And as much as I love the Marvel Studios films, we haven't had a lot of that or time to really develop because we've had a lot more of these team-up movies. We've had a lot more of these, again, big group films. If this is Moon Knight's show, I want to see it get into his psyche unlike anything before. And I think we're going to get that,
1: don't you? Oh, I agree. I think it's going to be... I think that, you know, our our... Our episodes can, you know, we, we don't dig too deep, but we do get pretty, you know, it, it just depends. But I think Moon Knight probably going to be the deepest that we get really into some of these uh, shows. Uh, I'm excited, though. It's going to be really fun. I, I am. I'm just so curious how they're going to, like, tie things together. Because I do think, you know, Moon Knight seems so on its own right now. But, like, obviously he's not. So I'm curious.
0: Yep, absolutely. So um, any other thoughts? anything marvel related before we wrap up for tonight
1: uh i will just say one final comment about the trailer i think another thing that i will note that i don't uh they talk about in this article um but in the 30 second trailer uh or one of the trailers um they show the scene where wanda is talking to strange and it's on that beautiful uh garden and it's the white flowers and everything looks so pretty but then if you watch the other trailer that tree is dead it looks like there's like fire it looks like they are in some sort of hell and she is wearing the scarlet witch costume and so i think that is a really strong indication to show where she is right now and that she is really still putting up these barriers that she was doing in wandavision and as much as she has grown from that show she is still not in a great place and uh, that is the catalyst for this show and uh, or for this movie. And I just want this movie. I think one final question, Stephen, is because uh, we didn't really talk about it too much. We talked a little bit, but after seeing now this trailer, we've seen a little bit more footage as well. How 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 horror do you think they're going to go? Do you think we're? Do you think this is going to be a horror movie, or do you think this is going to be a Marvel movie with horror elements? Um. So we've
0: seen the teaser. We've seen the trailer. Um I was a little bit scared seeing Zombie Strange at the end there, seeing his multiple arms, like we saw in Infinity War. I am a little bit I am. I think, you know, I think, oh, help me out. Um, Scarlet Witch actress Olsen. Uh I think she is beautiful. I think she's a great actress. I'm scared of her, and she's doing a perfect job. Like, I, you know, she's she's very scary right now. And different versions of strange i'm scared i i think i you know what i'm hoping it's going to be more in line with horror but at the end of the day it's still that marvel studios disney brand i don't know how far they're going to push the envelope i wish they would really push it as much as they can to get to that hard pg-13 uh what are your thoughts
1: where do you think it's going to go up until we got that final shot where it's like he's like has the black arms and everything and we don't even see his full face like that was creepy like that was like borderline like things that i've seen from like the conjuring and other Mm -hmm. other horror films like that is up there like you have like a 14 year old who's like sensitive they're not gonna sleep that night they're gonna Mm -hmm. have the lights on i i do think we're gonna lean towards we're gonna get this is i think gonna be the closest we've ever gotten to an r-rated movie i think we are going to get intense jump scares i think there's gonna be a lot of dark imagery there's seances for goodness sake as well Mm and in the trailer even and so i do think uh i mean of course you have sam raimi so i think i i I, part of me is like okay it's disney don't get your hopes up jg but man the trailer and kevin and they and sam they are they're they're really i feel like they're pushing the envelope on this one and i I won't be surprised if it's R. I really won't
0: and I feel, too, like if you we know this movie is going to do great just because it's Marvel and because if you have this many cameos that are rumored, if you bring in even for I hate to say it a minute, the three Spider-Man again or at least one of them, you know, this movie's automatically going to get like that to the billion dollar mark. Because mm-hmm. if you bring in any Spider-Man, um, I'm wondering, too, if Disney looks at those numbers and says this is pushing PG-13. We're going to make Doctor Strange 3 go even darker. We're going to make a Doctor Strange R. Like, I don't know if they would ever do that, but if this is showing like huge numbers and people are reacting to it positively and people are saying, we want more, I think Disney realizes, hey, if they want more and they're going to pay for more, we'll give them more and we're going to go even darker. Mm-hmm. I-, I hope. That's my hope.
1: Two other observations in regards to the- that conversation is I just thought about it. Like, even the fact of, like, look how bloody that she was in that scene. Yes, Marvel scenes have lots of action and yes, there's lots of explosions. You don't often see a lot of like blood though. Like it, it the kills are pretty clean. She's covered in blood. Like that's that's a she lot. Looks, she looks kind of like
0: again a cleaner version of Carrie, right?
1: Yeah, like it's mm-hmm. it's, it's it's ominous. It's it, I'm scared. Like I said, I'm very scared for the Illuminati. They are not in good shape. Um and then the other thing, oh, and it just it's just oh, we are more than likely, getting closer and closer to Deadpool 3. Deadpool 3, more than likely, unless something drastically changes, is going to hold that R rating, as the mm-hmm. first two did. You're going to get an R-rated Marvel movie sooner or later. So mm-hmm. I don't think it's out of the question that it could come first with this one. And that's where I stand, because I I think that the the doors have opened for that. Um, especially because of the fact that they've already talked about it for um deadpool but deadpool is very specific example uh but also there's no comedy in this movie or in in this trailer
0: no and the eternals had very little comedy it was eternals was a darker film not dark scary but it was darker in tone Tone. it was darker in style this is going to be i think the Eternals was like again a test run almost to like can we get a little bit darker and not be that fun bubbly jokes every five minutes kind of thing um, I want to play a quick speed round with you. Yes. I'm going to list off some characters or groups. You tell me if we're going to see them in this movie. Okay. Agatha Harkness. Yes. Fantastic Four, some variation of them. Just Reed Richards. Just Reed Richards. Yeah. Is it going to be an actor we've seen play him, or is it going to be someone new, like John Krasinski, perhaps?
1: Um, I think it's going to be someone new. I think it's going to be okay. whoever we end up seeing that's going to lead the new event or the new Fantastic Four.
0: Okay. Hugh Jackman, Wolverine. Yes.
1: Um, Chris Evans in some capacity. No.
0: Robert Downey Jr. in some capacity. No. Ben Affleck Daredevil. Mm, No. Phil Coulson from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. reprising his role. Yes, for the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. people, because if not, they'll be upset. (laughs) Someone we haven't talked about that was on the poster hinted at, um, Agent Carter. Oh heck yes. Like that's a that's a that's a one hundred percent yes. Captain Britain. Yeah. yeah. in live action Captain Britain. Um who else do I wanna ask about? Doo doo looking around. Um
1: do we think well, I don't know. I should have made a list. But <laughs> is there anyone
0: else that you're questioning you through any out for me uh,
1: I'm just thinking like i uh... Because I, I think Deadpool would be like the really the big fun surprise, the big fun. Yeah. I like think that that's the one that I'm holding out for. All the other ones would be amazing and cool, and I'll be so happy. But I tell you, I will lose everything that is holy in me when I see Deadpool on the screen in May if he is on that screen because <laughs> there's that little shard of glass, and I'm assuming you've seen this, where it, the people are saying that it looks like Deadpool and he's holding the shh. Yeah. Uh, i believe it i don't know if i'm seeing things because there's that whole phenomenon Mm. where you think you're seeing things but man Mm. um what do you think though about that list you said like do you think agatha or any of the other ones that you said
0: i think agatha could pop up at some point or even in a post-credit scene when we follow what happens next with uh wanda and her story arc um yes to hugh jackman if he was able to with covid to get a quick cameo in um, no to Robert Downey Jr., no to Chris Evans. Um, It would be kind of fun to see Chris Evans play Human Torch. That would be a fun little nod real quick. Yeah. I don't think they would do it. Um, There was a video you had sent me that kind of talked about the Illuminati. And is there any chance the video mentioned, is there any chance, could Chadwick of Bozeman have filmed anything live action for this? Like, I'm trying to think when they started production. It just seems it was after he passed away, right?
1: I think so. Yeah, unless they use stock footage,
0: but I think they're going to save that for Black Panther too. If they have any stock footage of him, like yeah,
1: I I don't I don't see that happening. If we're getting a Black Panther, I think it's going to be a new actor, and I don't even think that they're going to take the mask off.
0: Yeah, you could even yeah yeah
1: there'll be some there'll be some tweaks to the costume so that we know that it's a variant that it's different. Like maybe he'll have a streak of like red or maybe he'll have like just some little different small change to the costume that will like okay that's black panther but from another universe.
0: Mhm. Yeah, I think you know as we get closer and we maybe hear some more rumors, we could do another quick round of characters we would like to see or hope to see. I think we're going to see a lot and I feel like like I said I think we're going to have to go back if they don't tease them or announce them beforehand, which I don't think they will a ton when the movie's done the first thing i'm going to go do is if if these old like early 2000s movies i haven't seen like if they make appearances here that i want to go back and watch those other non-mcu films just so i have that full story of who that character is before we see them
1: they become part of the plot they become a part of the timeline part of the story you know even though it's not that universe's timeline it affects it in some way
0: Jeez. yeah i mean it's really going to make everything more important. And I think that's why you and I enjoy this because now, no matter what we watch, it has the name Marvel on it. It's as important as the MCU films. Yep. All right. That's going to wrap up episode 25 of Marvel cast. We hope you enjoyed diving into the world of Marvel with us. And we really want to hear from you because, you know, um, it was fun when we were on with Brian last week, you know, Brian's been getting a lot of mail from you guys and we'd love for you to also send some love our way. Um, we want the fans to interact with us. So our email, if you want to send some feedback or questions, we'd love to do a whole Q&A episode with you, is marvelcastpod at gmail.com. Once again, that's marvelcastpod at gmail.com. So please subscribe to 1138 Productions feed because we've got a lot of new content coming your way, whether it's Marvel Cast or Star Wars Canon Podcast. They're doing a great job over there, and we're happy to join them whenever we can. And hopefully they can come join us over here next time. It helps us out a lot if you keep supporting and sharing our YouTube video or just sharing the podcast with those that you think might like it. So for myself and JG, we hope you have a marvelous week. And remember, I could do this all
1: day.